Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is episode 55. We touch on the Brighton away game. We look ahead to the Liverpool game. We cover the Prediction League, the Guna debate, and we do Unite Emery's half-season reports. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Check all our content out on gunsandyellowribbons.com. Do enjoy the show. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. What, what can we say about Emery? He's done everything right, hasn't he? An Arsenal podcast. On the day, I thought he was one of the best three players on the pitch. By Arsenal fans. <laughs> Look at him, he's ready to rumble at any moment for Arsenal fans. We need a top-class centre-half. We don't need someone's cast-off. This is your Arsenal podcast. He's never going to be a superstar, but he gives 100%. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Strangely Come enough, on. I'm not going to tell my wife when this podcast goes live for some reason. I am joking. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Good morning. Welcome back to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, episode 55. Uh, joined today, as I said, um, by Manny, uh, who's been away for a week or two, I think. Um, Mike, uh, Scully Mike and Johnny from the North Bank, because uh, everyone should have done their food bank uh, stuff by now, so you're back to the North Bank. In actual fact, my wife's on the way to deliver our one because it wasn't open. Uh, we missed the opening just before Christmas, so we're on our way to deliver our food bank stuff for um, our advent calendar thing. Right now, as we speak, it opens at 10 o'clock this morning. So, how are we doing, boys? Who's hungover? Me. <laughs> uh, who else? Oh, oh. I'm hungover. No, I'm still, I'm still going. You still, still going. going? I haven't been to bed yet. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. I'm just fucking knackered. Yeah, you got kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, all good Christmases. Oh mate, a lot yeah. of alcohol. A, a lot of alcohol. Well, did anybody see uh, the picture I had of the um, Scottish malt whiskey mountain? Yeah. What? Yeah, you're nearly rivaling mine. I, I, ha- I have even more. I have to send a- you a picture of my lot. <laughs> There was even more given to me. I tell you what, you've got to try that Del Winnie. That Del Winnie is absolutely beautiful. Have you tried it, Mike? Yes, I have. It is lovely. Yeah, it is I, a very nice whiskey. I'm normally a space side man, but that was a Highland one. But it's got notes of honey and various other bits and pieces. You need so. to try that Oban, mate. That's that's fantastic. But it's, I think it's about 40, 45 quid a bottle. Really yeah, good, well, though. Well this, worth it. This um, this one was, I think, about £40 a bottle, so, yeah. And the other thing, I don't know if anybody has tried over the Christmas, um, it's uh, the cards of... What's it called? The cards of... Um, cards for Humanity. If it's what I think it is, that game is ruthless. It is. <laughs> I that game played is it. ruthless. Oh, man. Cards Dude. Against Humanity. Oh, my God. That game can be ruthless if you get certain cards, bro. Oh, Jesus. I, I tell you what, the PC Brigade wouldn't want to be in the house. Some of these are just like yeah. seriously wrong. They seriously are. Oh, wrong. my God. If you play that with with some alcohol and a good group of people, it can get messy, I tell you. I did, I wasn't playing it on, on Christmas Day because I was doing some other bits and pieces, but my daughter, my wife, my there's about 10 of them playing it from the age of 80 down to the age of like 20. So How yeah. bad did it get? Uh, it was funny. It was funny, but some of it was... <laughs> Some people suggesting things and stuff mm-hmm. in front of an eight-year-old lady. I just thought, mm, uh, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ruthless game. I'll tell you, ruthless. ruthless. Uh, some sad news has just broken, literally just before we came on air, um, and that was uh, Peter Hillwood, uh, the former chairman of Arsenal Football Club, sadly died today, at age eighty-two. Um, he joined Arsenal back in nineteen sixty-two on the board, and he became uh, our chairman in nineteen eighty-two, right through till June two thousand and thirteen instrumental in bringing people like George Graham, uh, Arsene Wenger, um, and also part of the committee that started up the what we now know as the Premier League. So um, sadly missed in football and sadly missed around Arsenal. Boys, um, while we're in that very sad no- mood, what did we make of um, our Boxing Day, our St. Stephen's Day, as we used to say in Ireland, um, uh, trip to the seaside? Who wants to start? Arsenal had just uh, lost one of the last 13 league games uh, on Boxing Day. We've won 10 and drawn two. Brighton had lost just two of the last um, uh, Premier League 
home games, winning five and drawing five. And they've just kept three clean sheets in the last 20 league games, conceding 33 goals. So it should, on the face of it, be a goal fest, shouldn't it? Should have done. It was a good start. It did. Thought, yeah, 20 minutes of it was awesome. <laughs> Gun, who's going to? Uh, it was it was a bit eventless after about 20 minutes. And once we conceded that goal, it was just like, they didn't seem interested. Honestly, it, it seemed like we'd like gone back in time a little bit. I well, think either they're knackered or something's happened. I, you know what, I, th- I think there's a couple of things. First of all, uh, Ozil started. Um, did you think that had any influence on the first half? Not for me, it didn't. Oh my God, yeah, we, we, are we going to go straight into that, yeah? <laughs> go on, Manny. Are we going to go, can, can, I, can I expound? You can, but remember we've got a full 90-minute game to go through. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be brief. Um, he was shit. Um, I... What what else is there to to say really? Um, I, I've seen so many people on, on Twitter and on our social media platforms go, oh, but we created chances when he was on the pitch, and when he came off, we didn't create anything. What exactly did he do apart from keep the ball alive for the first goal? What else did he do? Did he create anything? Was he involved in the play? Did he track back like everybody else was doing? Did he put himself about? No. We're gonna get into Brighton's goal, and <laughs> he played a part in that too. Oh. Oh my well, God. For, first of all, what did you make of the first goal um, that uh, Aubameyang scored? Um, I thought, what a what a great amount of work by Lacazette just to get the opportunity. He he was he first of all went offside slightly, he held back, kept out of the play. Then once the Brighton player touched the ball, he then pressed and closed down. I thought that, as you said, that opening twenty minutes was an awful lot of pressing, uh, and he just chased the ball and chased the ball and chased the ball, and eventually laid it into Abamyang. Who I don't think it was an easy shot, but he made it look quite easy. Yeah, he did. It was a good goal. Yeah, it, it was, was definitely a good goal, goal mm. and Lacazette was definitely instrumental into that that goal. He played such a big part, and he was brilliant when he was on the ball. And Matt Ryan had a had a really good game. He he really frustrated Aubameyang as well. He made two more saves um to keep them in the game really. Uh and then Ozil uh from the corner as you say. Oh my uh, god. Uh, and Listiner made a very poor mistake heading a long ball into the path of um Lokita Lokita is that his name? Lucario? That's it, yeah. Um, who rounded Bert, uh, Leno and equalised in the 35th minute. Go on then, who wants to talk about that particular? Because that, that was that was Wenger ball, wasn't it? Jesus. But, uh, Leno, I, I don't know whether he shouted loud enough for Lex Steiner to leave it. But if he would have just left it, Leno was already coming to meet the ball. He could have just played it out and then it would have been a non-issue. But either Licksteiner didn't hear him or refused to acknowledge it, thinking, I'm the experienced man. Fuck it, I want to do what I want to do. He does come across a bit like that, doesn't he? He He does, does. that's what made me think it. You know, because you've seen him when he got substituted the other day, and he's, I I wasn't doing lip reading, but I would like to, but it was more like a fucking elder, and he's in everybody's face. I do like his passion about it, but maybe he's not a team player, maybe he's just focus driven on his own and he looks like he's blown out his ass by the end of the game I think the Premier League is probably a step too far for him he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a squad player he's not he's not a uh, every week player you know what I mean Which his heading is fucking atrocious has he got a 50 pence head or what <laughs> <laughs> seriously his heading is awful he wasn't just that one it was it, you know, I mean every time he did get on his head it went somewhere where no one was expecting it to go he did have a very poor game, but uh, you know, you say very much so. He is a squad player, and Manny, you said at the beginning, you don't know what was wrong uh, with the team. We're missing Bellerin badly. It, it's, miss- it's it's crazy, isn't it? To, it to we were slacking him off so much. You were going in on him. You were going in on him. You were going in on him more than more than anyone. Yeah. All right, and it, it's a you know what? It's a testament to him and his improvement that he's out of the team, and we are genuinely missing him for what he brings going forward defensively he's still a bit a bit iffy right but offensively uh, yeah we're missing him badly and it was such a poor goal he relieves the pressure on the on the defense by 
you know, give him some space by getting the ball up the wing. We're also missing your friend, Mustafi. Yeah, well, I said that in the last pod, didn't I? Who would have thought it a couple of months ago? We would actually say we're missing Mustafi. I think we're missing holding more. Absolutely. Yeah, we're missing holding more, but we're missing consistency at the back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree, I agree. Yeah. Well, can I just point out at the start of the season, on, on this podcast, I said Bellerin will come good this season. I oh, ate my words go. a couple of times in here the first go. few games, but can I just, I'm going to point, I'm going to put myself out there on that one. That, I, think, should, I, think that, it's, I think it's a lot to do with the manager. It's a lot to do with the manager, though. You think about it. Oh he's yeah, actually, I'm, I'm he's just saying he's come players. good this year, and I, I said that at the start, and I think I said uh, he'll come good under Emery, and I'll be old. I'm being proven right on that one. Oh my god, it, you're, 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 you're of... you sounded like Fergus right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't get, like I don't get this opportunity often. Thank you. I'm going to take it. Oh my god, <laughs> it's it's the style of play that we play. I think that the more pressing, the more attacking play, rather than the progressive play that Wenger done. Um, I think it suits Bellerin more. Bellerin's put more crosses in. I think he's been worked on on his crosses. Um, and he doesn't have to do as much of his defensive duty because we've got the likes of holding Mustafi, even um, Sakara, um, Papa Sakara. Oh, fuck's sake, my teeth are running again. <laughs> <laughs> ten <Sakaratis>. minutes. <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> the ten minute alert. So half time was 1 uh, 1. Arsenal's number 10, Mesut Ozil, was replaced at halftime, but, uh, but it failed uh, to gain early compo- composure. Uh, uh, but Brighton rarely tested us, although it was a game of two halves. From the first half of us more or less dominating, except for the fuck-up by Listiner, and the second half was just them pushing and pushing and pressing at us, didn't you think? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Emery's actually come out and said it was a tactical change. There was no injury involved. So I think he's, he's, you know, it was like a cartoon, that big hook came out from the side <laughs> of the stage and just yanked him off because he just weren't, like he weren't having that at all. Now, Johnny, you said earlier when I, when I asked about like what, what Ozil gave or what do you guys said to what Ozil gave and he said he gave nothing in the first half and so on. Uh, but when he came off, what changed? We, no, we, no, nothing. no, no. Let's not even, let's not do that. Let's not? not do that. Let's just let's just let's just call a spade a spade, right? Let's be real. All of the chances that we created, Ozil had nothing to do with them, right? Mm. Like, I said, like, like, I said, like I said, he kept the ball alive, you know, like if he flicked it back into, you know, the path of a Brighton defender who didn't deal with it. Okay, congratulations. But the chances that we created, it was more Gwenduzi's ball over the top, Torreira's ball over the top, and then Lacazette with De Sisso Aubameyang. Ozil did absolutely nothing. Can we go back to the Brighton goal, right? Yeah. So... When the ball is cleared, at first, when I was listening to um, the analysis at halftime and Alice Scott and, and Steve Sidwell were having a go at Ozil and then saying, you know, he wasn't tracking back. I had to go back and look at it. And Lacardio actually runs off Ozil. And Ozil is just jogging back and he's just jogging back. And this is the issue I have with this guy, right? Just fucking follow your man. You know what I mean? Show a little bit of fight. Show a little bit of grit. Show a little bit of... of, of just show something. You know what I mean? This is, I think that's one of the main reasons why he got hooked off. It's not the fact that he wasn't really doing anything in the game, but that there, Emery looked at it. We all know that he wants his players to work hard and he just doesn't do it. When games get a bit rough, when games get a bit tight, he goes missing. It's that simple. We can't afford to have this liability and this luxury player in this team. Uh, we just can't. We Are can't afford to have uh, pas- passengers and it, it no, gives we- more traction to Ever Manega being linked to us even more fervently now. It, it does. It does. But are you are you convinced on Emery's uh, tactic, tactic awareness, tactical awareness uh, in the sense that the substitutions, uh, is that a panic substitution with Ozil at halftime because he's chucked his toys out of the pram in the dressing room or whatever? And then um, Lacazette, who we all said was having a great game, he gets hooked off as well. That's that when terrible. we lost the game. Mm-hmm. That is when we yeah. lost the game. Is when when Lacazette came off yep. because he was carrying an injury. His influence on the game wasn't waning at all. He, if anything, the like he said before, the defenders get tired. He gets more chances, and defenders were getting tired. They didn't even have their first uh, choice back line because um, Dunk was off. Uh, well, he was either suspended or injured, so they didn't even have their their best defender playing. So. Really, we should have left him on. 
I agree. I, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking when yeah, he was doing Yeah, I, I was one who mentioned as well. I think Manny oh. said as well at the same time on our social media platform, like, what the hell are you doing bringing Lacazette off? Um, and Arsenal failed to score in the second half for the first time in the la- in the past 17 Premier League games. The last time we failed to, that was just when we lost against Chelsea uh, in August. Aubameyang has been directly involved in 30 goals uh, in his 32 Premier League appearances. Um, scoring 23 and assisting in seven. Full-time score on that one was 1-1. Who was your man of the match? <laughs> well, that's a tough one, man. They were all shit. I'd give Lacazette because that's when the game ended for me. I can Oof. I can understand that. Um Lacazette, yes. Um, as an Arsenal player, I would have given it to Aubameyang because he scored the goal. Lacazette for the assist, obviously. But Matt Ryan, I'll tell you, for, for Brighton, he just... Why is it that goalkeepers become man of the match when they play Arsenal season after season after season? I, I just don't understand it. Every time. It's usually at the Emirates. Uh, yeah, it can be. But it, no, it's been everywhere. It's been Newcastle away and all sorts uh, before. So, Prediction League... Um, Manny and Mike went for 2-1 I went for 3-1 and the guests Trevor um, on behalf of the guests went for 3-1 Trevor went down to um, went down to, to Brighton and he sent us a couple of notes for the for the podcast didn't he? He said something about the beer was shit <laughs> uh, so um, and the stadium oh Manny you said to him that the stadium is in the middle of Narnia go, go on I'll let you take that one up yeah apparently it's in the middle of nowhere and then people were having like issues getting up there, something like that. Anyway, um, I've never been down there. I don't think I want to, to be fair. And especially when you're paying fifteen quid for their parking. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's bright and um, everything's expensive. But you pay fifteen <laughs> quid to park at, near near Arsenal at St John's. Um, pay more than that John's sometimes. Church. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that's normal. That's match day football. The point she said was, uh, "We look well, tiny." Can you get two hours free parking round here? <laughs> yeah, but you don't get a car back. <laughs> <laughs> We're not Liverpool, mate. The car's still got wheels on it when you get back to it. Yeah, but you just don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky bastard. Uh, uh, we looked tiny in stature compared to Brighton and got out-muscled in the second half. Ozil deserved to be su- subbed. Kolasniak played like he had a hangover. Yeah, I think one of that. Some of those players looked like they had a, a sip of my Christmas punch. Like they just looked so lethargic and so slow, and yeah, it, it was just a poor performance all around. I think we, I think we just take the point and move on. To be fair, because we be. didn't deserve to win that game. He uh, will be. Jesus, <laughs> he was pretty bad. Jesus, he hasn't been good for a last for age for a while now. He, he had three or four good games, and he looked promising. And we, we we waxed lyrical about him early in the season, saying how he bulked up, how he like looks like he's got fire in his belly, and he wants to uh, impress. But he looked a bit lost in that game. You know, I think is he better out on a wing? Uh, you know, I, I know I've read in a couple of reports as well that he was asking. What formation they were playing? Uh, it was in Which, one of the newspapers. Pe- no, I people, think. people were slagging him off for that, but he's warming up and doing all warm-up exercises on the pitch while they're back in the dressing room. So they can. Uh, Guendouzi came straight onto the pitch and he goes, "What formation?" That's a sensible thing to ask. Yeah, so I say enough. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not having a go at it. I'm just saying because there was, a, there was a point there in the papers, and I think it was somewhere else on a couple of other media platforms where. Were saying that um, you know, I mean, they didn't know what formation we were playing. Yeah, I agree with you. Before you interrupted, I was about to say that he was out <laughs> training beforehand, so they can't really rip him for it. Exactly, exactly. So, and, but but it was just the way it's portrayed. On oh yeah, well, it's typical newspaper talk, isn't it? And uh, Maitland Niles, I know you had a, a, a thing to say about Maitland Niles. Maitland Niles, oh, no, it's not just Maitland Niles. Maitland Niles, it was it was Leno as well. A lot of people are saying, "What the hell were the goalkeeper doing off his line so far?" But it's like Johnny said, he was shouting for the ball from Lichsteiner. So obviously at that point, he had to come off his line because he he was going to cover the ball. By that time, he got you know I mean Lichsteiner fucked it up with his fifty pence head. <laughs> and then, uh, and obviously, put him into an awkward position. When you one on one and you commit yourself, you either get it or you don't. It's always going to be a fifty-fifty. Unfortunately, he didn't get it. You can't blame the keeper for shit defending. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again: a keeper is only as good as his defence. Preach. And it, <laughs> and obviously, that was a shit header. 
and it fucked him up. So what can you you can't expect him to pull out miracles like that. Some you know what I mean. Sometimes he's going to get him. Sometimes he's not. It's it's always going to be fifty fifty. And unfortunately, that time it was a fifty percent to the other end uh, to to Brighton. Uh, the only way he could have, the only way he could have stopped that goal is by taking the man out and getting sent off. Exactly, and you don't want that. And no, with Maitland-Niles as well, uh, a lot of people were saying he didn't bring a lot to the game and stuff. He got forward. He, he you know, what I mean, he was put. He was trying to put balls in. Yeah, he got a couple of things fucked up, but he wasn't the only one in the game who fucked up a couple of simple things. I think I mentioned a few times on our social media platform that the long ball game that we were playing, I just oofing it upfield. It was going fucking nowhere. What was the point in hoofing it up front? To then come back to you again, it's pointless. Play it simple. Play it. Play it to your in, nearest man. I was in my local pub watching it, and I, I actually wasn't in top form. I, I, I had two pints the whole game, and I had some drunk Liverpool fan uh, oh, in my God. ear the whole time, and it was just. I, I turned around and said, "You know, for fuck's sake, Wayne, shut the fuck up." And they were betting on. They were doing bets on Brighton to score next, and they were screaming. There was a West Ham fan then. They were screaming for. Um, uh, Brighton to win. They didn't give a fuck about the game. But one good thing that one thing that they did say, which did make um, quite a lot of sense, was this was a game where we could have really done with Olivia Giroud. Mm. Oh my no. god, preach! Yeah, Jesus. About no, I'm going to disagree on that one. Really? I, don't, I don't think there was enough crosses in the box to justify we, having Giroud. It's more the hold-up play, not the header. Mm-hmm. Even still with the hold, ball, even so still with the hold-up play, I think even still. Even with Aubameyang, he wasn't getting the ball in that second half at all. He wasn't going anywhere near him. Even with the long ball, it was going straight to a, de- a Brighton defender or a Brighton midfielder, and it was coming back every time. It, it, it wouldn't have justified. And even with Giroud, it wouldn't have worked. It's it, it, stupid to play a long ball game against a team that are, are taller than most of your players and are a lot, like you say, a, a lot more physical than a lot of your players. Every it was sense. a ga- it was a game that would have been perfect to leave Lacazette on the pitch. Yeah. Preach. <laughs> that See would have been again. that would have been made more sense. But as to go back to Maitland Niles as well, a lot of people kicking off at him and stuff like he was thrown into a game and by that point when he was thrown into the game where no one else was interested, he, he Brighton by then had parked the bus, they was accepting the one one draw. What can you you can't do a lot with that. Even if you put the balls into the box, it's you know what I mean, when you got one man against nine people. It, it's not going to work. You know what? Can I can I just quickly come in and and come in on that? The sa- you know what's what's funny to me. All right, on, on our platform, the same people who were ripping Maitland Niles. Bear in mind when he came on, there was a little bit of energy on the right wing, which there wasn't at all in the game before he came on. The same people who are ripping Maitland Niles are the same people who tell me and tell a lot of people that we should get behind Ozil and that we should back him and that we should accept that he's a player who's not going to put himself about and we should accept that he's somebody who should just float and find place and find spaces on the pitch. I find it so hilarious that the goalposts are moved for are moved for different players. When we signed Ozil, I guarantee you, I believe that we signed Antonio Banderas when he was playing a Desperado. Except when the years were ticking by, we found out that we signed Puss in Boots. Right? <laughs> I like Puss in Boots. Yeah, but look at the look at the contrast. Right? Yeah, I know what you're I'm saying. Yeah, I get one. it. Yeah. Look at the contrast. So it, the goalposts are moves for different people. Iwobi would get ripped left, right and centre. But talk about Ozil. Oh no, we should back him. Oh no, this and that. Fuck off. I mean, I'm getting sick of these these Ozil loving rose tinted glass and wearing fuck boys. I'm telling you. Hang on, Johnny. On that note, there is an article, part one of the article is about oh, Ozil, yes. which, which Manny has written and is on gunsandyellowribbons.com. It's really, really good. Part two is coming. When did you say Sunday or Monday? Sunday. I want it to come out on Sunday. Sunday evening, so it will yes, be uh, yeah. So that that will be good. Johnny, did you have a final thing to say on this game? Well, well is uh, Maitland Niles was again playing out of his more comfortable position. Mm. Uh, he's not used to playing on the right. He's only just started playing on the right, and people are ripping him like he, he's Bellerin that's and always last, played there. The last time he played on there, people were waxing lyrical again because he had a great game on the right. So, you know, it just depends if he gets managed out of the game, doesn't it? And he did. He got managed out of the game. And as you said earlier, he's not getting um, he's not getting it. Um, it's not only that as well. You've got to think he comes on from, you know, I mean, he's always a sub. He's never He never really starts the game. He's always a sub. He's only so a when kid you, still. Yeah, exactly. He's only 21. 
So when you come onto a game that, like we said before, it's not really working. It's, it you know, what I mean, when the players are looking at it like they're interested, or half of them are still hungover or still stuffed with turkey, it's it's hard for someone to come onto a game when you got twenty, thirty minutes left into a game. It's always going to be difficult, and especially when you're not getting regular game time as well. Give the guy a break. He's 21. Mm, yeah, and out of position again. And, and out of position. He's an attacking midfielder. He's not a left-back. He's not a defensive midfielder. He's not a right-back. He's not a right-wing-back. He's an attacking midfielder. That's his position. Maybe he'll get his opportunity when Ramsey departs in January. You really think he's going? I'd rather... You know, what? I, I think uh, he's going to go in January. He's not. I don't think he would want to go in January unless we get a good offer. If Juve come in with like twenty million or eighty million, whatever's been muted, then he'll go. Well, there's, there's been a couple of talks. I'll just point that out as well, quick. Uh, PSG are, are reported to be offering nine million for him. I heard in the January, and Juventus are going to wait till the summer, so they're going to give offer him the contract in January, so he won't be leaving till the summer. So I, I heard. I, I, I heard I the PSG he was eighteen. Yeah, I never thought he'd leave before the summer because I said right at the beginning that he's, I don't believe he's the type of player that would leave um, before the end of the season and he wouldn't play any differently in every game. He will still give his all in every game, which is great. We've still got to give him credit for that. But I think now is the time where he needs to fuck off and we can actually use some money to get that Eva Benega in because he's Emery's man and he could be our version of uh, Jorginho at Chelsea. Because he, he was at Valencia and Seville with... Uh, see, exactly. I don't, I don't agree with that man. one. I don't agree with that one. Neither do I. I don't agree with that. I don't see just the point. Before, boys, boys, oh, just on. before we get on to that, let's just finish off on, on this game. So Emery said that we never got our, our game plan. We never were able to impose our game plan in the second half. We didn't uh, make uh, more clear chances to win the match. If we scored our uh, chances in the first half, we would would win the game. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's trying to get a, a message across there. But the stats don't tell uh, the full story of the game. Then there's a... There's a few from this game that are certainly telling. The first one is, after conceding the goal in the 35th minute, we had only one shot and goal for the remainder of the match. In fact, despite having 68% of possession, we only mustered seven shots in the course of the full 90 minutes. Oof. There's one stat I do like, well, come up on that game, actually. And that oh. was the... Um, we have not actually conceded from a corner this season. Shot pieces, yeah, no. Yeah, and that was where we are always... Week on before, yeah, so. and uh, I think that's a right good start to have, especially like you said, from past previous seasons where we've conceded shitloads to not conceding one. I think that's a brilliant start to have. So Benega, go on. We'll finish off on that Benega uh, that we started on. Yeah, think- I don't agree with that. I think replacing a twenty-eight-year-old with a thirty-year-old, yeah, he was Emery, like you say, he's Emery's man and stuff. But I just don't, I don't see that. I just see that he's coming towards the end of his career. Is what is he a holding midfielder, a, mid, a centre mid? He's a cre- he's he's a centre mid that is, can be creative. He's just, got a bit yeah. of bite to him, but he's he's see how he all, played. See how he played in the World Cup. He played brilliantly. He was the he was the uh, pivot point for the whole Argentina team, and without him, they wouldn't have got anywhere. They didn't. They nearly got went out without his intervention. He can transmit the way that Emery wants to play on the pitch. He will be. He could come in for a couple of years and do a job until we find a long term replacement. Just like Papa's come in at thirty thirty one. He's got to do a job for a season or two seasons until he has the time to go out and use those two or three uh, windows that we're all saying that he needs to actually get the players that we need him rather than expect the recruitment team to go out and find another dime in the rough that's just going to go straight into the team. I hear what you're saying. I just also hear what Mike is saying as well in the sense that we seem to be buying these end of career, which were great players, end of career journeymen, you know, that are out for one last big payday in the Premier League. Uh, and you can see with Listiner, he was great uh, where in Germany, but the pace of the Juventus. Premier League, uh, Juventus, uh, the, the, uh, the pace of the Premier League, I think just shows them out for what they are, older, you know, older players that will struggle in this in this league. I know there it, is it a could be a long so. shot, but 
I know it's a long shot now, and I've I've said it before that you got is it Rabiot at um, oh, PSG? Rabiot, yeah. That's he won't leave PSG. Happen. I know it, I know it's a long shot, but why not try and put everything into that? He's going to be on a he free. He just signed in the a new contract. He hasn't. He, no, he, he didn't. He, he hasn't. He did. He hasn't no, he signed didn't. a new contract. I've read that he's signed a new contract. No, no, no. no. Barcelona, uh, Barcelona are favourites to sign him for free in the summer because he's at the end of his contract. Now, if I was, if I was thinking, you know, Ramsey's going, you know, I mean, why not try and put some of that money that you got there into trying to sign a contract for it? Is he a twenty? Is twenty-four years old? He's playing really well in France. He is oh, a good player. He played well for France in the World Cup. Why not try and put some? You know what I mean? Put some funding in for that. Try and try and convince him. Oh, let me stop you right there. He didn't. He didn't even make the squad. He did a couple of times. Cup. He didn't make the squad for the World Cup. Did um, he not? And he, I thought he no. was in. And he didn't even. He he told you know the French team, listen, take me off the standby list. You know because he knew he wasn't going to make it. Listen, he he's he ideally is the type of player we should be going for. But we seem to be forgetting that we have to convince these guys to come. And Champions League football is going to be crucial to that. Right? So if in his mind, if he's going to leave PSG, a Champions League team, then he should go to another Champions League team, which is why top four is crucial at, th- at this moment. So we can talk about Rabiot. Bamian we can talk came. about... Listen, we can talk about like all these guys came. if we want to. No, that's that's all well and good. But all players are different, Fergus. You know this. All right? So it's came. all well and good. Who? Guendouzi, he was at. He's not the know, same level, is he? The, the, no. You're missing one. Bamiyang, Bamiyang. but they're, but they're yeah. I said about Miang, but they're all. Oh, I thought you said like that. I did it as well. Ah. Um, they, they 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 all play at Champions League level. Where so? What's your point then? Listen, Champions League football is attractive to a lot of players. All right, and a player like Rabio, I'm just I'm just speculating and assuming here. A player like Rabio will want to play Champions League football. It's, I get, I get what you're simple. saying. I do get what you're saying, man. I really do, and I agree with you on a lot of it. Yeah, definitely. Champions League football is very, very. It's a pulling. You know what I mean? It pulls players to want to play for your team. But when you look at a team like Barcelona and the amount of money they spend year after year after year on players. I know, I know their front line are, are all getting a bit on a bit now. With you know, I mean, I think Suarez is thirty-one. How old? Uh, Messi now is is around the same age, so they're going to be looking for a new centre forward at some point. But I agree with you there with Barcelona, especially in their midfield. And if you're not Xavi and Iniesta, a lot of the fans don't tend to like you. So they do get so- a lot. I mean, a lot of them get booed a lot. So if you don't come on. And do what they used to do, then a lot of the time, the, the, you know, I mean, they, they don't the last very long. come out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, in order for us to, for so order- for if I was, you know, what I mean, if I was Arsenal now, say, yeah, look, give, try and pull that pulling power. You know, what I mean, go meet him, go meet his representatives, and try and do something, even if it's not Rabio. It try and look for someone else. You know, what I mean, rather than looking like you say a journeyman at the end. You know, what I mean, towards the end of the season and coming towards the end of their career. Yeah, you know I mean, try so and to get to, to give get that to the Champions power. League we've either got to get in the top four or we've got to win the Europa League. Mm-hmm. You've, got um, to, you've got to look at the most successful teams across Europe. What kind of players have they signed to push them just over the level that they needed to get to? They sign, experi- they, they, they sign experienced players that have been around a little while that can offer something just for a short time. They're not. We're not expecting Benega to come in and spend four or five years and produce over and over and over again for that time. We're expecting people to come for just a year or a year and a half and then do the job and get us where we need to go. And then Emery that has Emery has a three-year contract and exactly. he has to get into the Champions League next year. That is a, the first target he's got. Um, and I think if he gets into the Champions League next year, um, he'll get an extension to a four-year contract. But in our way of that is either winning the uh, the Europa League or getting top four. And we take on one of the top four um, tomorrow. Um, we go to Anfield at half five tomorrow um, oh, and we play Liverpool. I, I've had a funny feeling about this game. And I said it to you, I think, previous podcast or I definitely said it to you Johnny when we're at the, uh, at the game and I said it to Mark in, in, in the pub uh, before the um, Burnley game was it Burnley game mm. yeah uh, and I just I've got a really sneaky suspicion that we could just go and, and nick it anybody else with me or have I just been drinking too much whiskey over the you've Christmas? been drinking a lot you've been drinking a lot I don't see it 
I don't see it, man. <sighs> it's going to be rough. Because our players look short. There, There's not much rotation going on. So it's going to be a lot of the same bodies. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't mm-hmm. think so. I think if Mustafi would have been back, we would have known something about it leading up to the Brighton game. We haven't heard anything. You know, so then you would most likely know Monreal as well. I'm dreading this game. I'm... Oh, <sighs> It's going to be rough. I'm, I'm, I'm the same as Manny on this one. I think I'm dreading it just because of our back line. Like you said, there's definitely going to be no Bellerin, no Monreal, which is probably going to be a given. And like you say about Mustafi as well, he, there's no word. So I, I'm, I'm dreading this one. I, I reckon we're going to. Uh, this is the one time that I think we're actually going to properly lose and probably lose big. Yeah, and will, I, I will the knives be out? Will the so knives what? be out? Will the knives be out? Will people be going along our... I don't know. You know, the, people are already moaning that we have a, a draw against Brighton. They were moaning when we uh, down at Southampton. You know, the, the, people are already gone, ah, oh, what's nothing's changed since Wenger and this is Wenger Bowl all over again. And will the knives be out? And will people be starting moaning about Emery? Probably. But fans are fickle. Right, we'll probably lose to Liverpool and then we'll probably go on a 10-game winning streak and then everybody will be back on side again. Yeah. So, whatever. People are going to moan regardless. So, it is what it is. Yeah, do we have... Do we have... Um, there's probably no point in going into a huge amount of detail about the game, but do we have any sort of uh, score predictions? Yeah. I, I, think that, I think they're going to do us like 3-1. Yeah. I, I, I think we won't even score. I, I'm saying, I was just about to say the same before, Johnny. I don't think we're going to score. Yeah, they've got their first choice set um, back line. They've let in how many goals this season? Seven? Seven. Seven goals all season. And uh, we will probably won't start Ozil. Well, he better not start. He's not he going to start. start. I'm sorry, but he isn't. That game is, is way out of that game. If oh, he can't do him. it against Brighton, then he's no, nowhere near going to do it against no, Liverpool. No, no. Fuck yeah. him. Honestly, yeah, get, so get, get, we've get got we're not going to have any any real cut through um, to actually. So we're going to be relying on, you know, screamers. We're going to be re- relying on out of box goals. So hopefully, Zaka's had his nineteen, and to you know, tomorrow's going to we're <laughs> going to get our twenty five. Honey, it's my point. We need I know his one in twenty. Twenty. I've said it before. He's <laughs> a one in twenty man. Yeah, so we need this one in twenty. <laughs> that's what we're that's what we're like relying on, I think, in order to get a goal. And uh, I was a little bit nervous to get uh, before the North London derby, and I was very pleasantly surprised. But we had a stronger team, uh, yeah. I've been more rested. But now we've, we're depleted, uh, tired, and we're going up against a team that are in far better um, form than us. Well, if you look at the. The Liverpool game that we played at home as well, we had a stronger team then, mm-hmm. and we played. We, you know, what I mean, it was one of my favourite games of the season because we played with so much grit and determination to try and do something with that. But we had a relatively full squad, and now it's so looking depleted. It's, it, you know, what I mean, it's quite roaring. Do you have, do you have a score prediction then, Mike, on behalf of the guests? Oh, well, this is the first time I'm going to do this, I think, and I'm I'm going to say we're going to lose about two. 3-0 I'll, I'll go for 2-0 2-0 okay Johnny I'll have yours just set up courtesy I'm going to say 2-0 as well okay so it's the same regardless uh, right so league random <laughs> Liverpool Hold Newcastle on. go on what's your prediction 1-0 uh, to the Arsenal oh really yeah okay what about you Manny I'm saying 3-1 to, to, to Liverpool uh, I can't how, see anything. How can you predict an Arsenal loss? Oh, really? We're going to go. Let's. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so <laughs> glad you're going into that because I, I almost forgot. All right. Now. Yeah, because yeah, you, you've been digging me out quite a lot over Christmas, and likewise, I've been yes. digging you out. <laughs> yes, because you took, you've been talking so much shit. Now, if you guys go back to episode nine, right? Oh, You've looked of, it up and everything, haven't you? No, I remember because yeah, it was the first time I was on. It was the very first podcast I was on, right? Yeah, and yeah. we were having a conversation about, you know, about, you know, predicting losses and things like that. And Fergus was like, 
I can't predict a loss. I can't predict us to lose, which I had a go at him about saying that, you know what, just because you're predicting the team to lose, it doesn't mean you want them to lose. Now, fast forward to the, the podcast that you guys did before the Tottenham game in the Carabao Cup. And this guy's predicting losses. You've changed right. your tune. You've changed your tune from I can't predict a loss to now all of a sudden, you know what, I think we'll lose. You've changed your tune quite a bit. It's right. okay to be pragmatic. So, so, it's so, it's okay to be pragmatic, but I would have loved for you to have that same energy when I first came on and when I told you that there's nothing wrong with predicting the loss and you were going on your high horse and your holier-than-doubt attitude. You know what? I can't predict the loss. I can't do I it. Because uh, it's part yes, of... Yes, you did. It, hang on. It's part... If you, you've had plenty of time to speak, it's part of the very first advert that we do and you sometimes have it in the segments and there is a sound clip of me going, how can you predict... How can you predict an Arsenal, an Arsenal team to lose? And mm-hmm. it is hard to predict an Arsenal team to lose, but it's pointless having a prediction league if you think you're going to win every game because otherwise we'll be winning the league every fucking year. Well, you change your tune. Oh, and of I- all the games, of all the games to predict a loss for, you predicted a loss to them. And I was correct. You should be now fuck that correct. you should be ashamed of yourself you've changed and your the, tune the points total <laughs> the, ladies, the points ladies, total the points total means i'm ahead alphabetically no you're not how many predict how many correct correct predicted score have you had that's how it should go f that's how it should go f becomes comes before m so i'm ahead it's in good, the prediction no league. no 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 unless, well, unless no, you stop. want to revert back to your mother's name that gave you emmanuel stop. and then you go ahead of me stop 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 <laughs> Right, because when if when a Premier League table is go is is finished, right? Let's say Man City are on top with eighty three points, Arsenal are behind them with eighty three points. It would be go goal, goal difference. difference. It would be goal difference. So in this case, let's go with correct predicted scores, which I lead on. I started this thing. I, I don't give a damn. <laughs> Oh, uh, the dictatorship's I'm, coming out now. Look, I'm with, yeah, Manny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with Manny on this one. Manny's ahead of you. Come on, Ch- Ch- Chairman Fergus K- Kim Kong or whatever. <laughs> no, fuck all that. You've been overruled. Uh, uh, t- listen, Liverpool versus Newcastle, four 0 That dive. How how can he how can he not get charged? Oh, it's disgusting. That was so blatant as well. The After thing is, the, the, line, the, the linesman didn't even wave his flag either. He kept his flag down. It was a ref who pointed to the spot. The linesman normally waves the flag for a penalty or something. He didn't even... Like I said, I was watching it this morning. I had to watch it again. And uh, the linesman just kept his flag down. And it's like the, the ref pointed at the spot and everyone's like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, the annoying thing is... The annoying thing, you get you get that. And then Unai Emery gets charged for kicking a, kicking a bottle when Maureen done the exact same thing at, uh, at Old Trafford. Hit a kid in the face and he, he gets away with it. Where Emery went straight up to a, um, the fan, apologised, apologised on TV. Yet again, he's been taken, and and um, Mo Salad um, gets away with that one. But Did you call him Mo Salad? Salad, yeah. Mo Salad. <laughs> <laughs> Can I Mo Salad, please? Okay. Oh, it was disgusting. One. It was a Neymar dive, wasn't it? Let's face it. It was pretty poor, yeah. And he got uh, away with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking well, the hell. thing is, it's the—I can't remember what it was—a Newcastle defender. He sort of touched him on the arm at the top, like top of the arm, like bicep area. He only knocked him. Probably didn't even touch him that hard, to be fair. And oh my god, he, he went down like he'd been shot. Jesus Christ! It looked good yeah. on Platoon. Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> Everton, Everton seem to be uh, growing into themselves, don't they? they Dickheads. Five-one win against Burnley. Dickheads, where the fuck was that energy when you were playing those those idiots down the road? You get stuck well, actually, six it, in front of your home fans. Or go away to Burnley, or now we're going to decide to show up. Pricks. Theo, Theo, Theo went one nil up, and they should have been two nil up, shouldn't they? At, at yeah. one point, and that goal was disallowed. And if that goal had gone in, it would have been very, very, very different. I think if the, if Spurs were two goals down, I think it may have been a different game. Oh fuck Everton! <laughs> uh, on the subject of Spurs, Spurs go and smash Brighton five nil. How the fuck did they do that? Bright, we're all over him for fucking ages. You mean Bournemouth? That's it, Bournemouth, yeah. Bournemouth, sorry, yeah, Bournemouth. <laughs> yeah. Can we just skip this game? Uh, Man United, Oli Golic Sunsire, or whatever his name is. Um, three, one, Baby face assassin. Baby face assassin. Um, listen. Look, look at all the United fans coming out and having a wank all of a sudden. Yeah, all the, all the <laughs> same. They've got cream, amazing, in, cream in the pants already, aren't they? Jesus It really Christ. is. And considering, look at, the, look at the, the teams that they've got to play. I mean, they played Cardiff. Then they had, was it Huddersfield? That they had. 
Yes. Old Trafford. And then now they've got Bournemouth at home. Oh, look at the, look at all of them. They got but their that, lube why, ready. That's why mate. it was a perfect time to get rid of Maureen, wasn't it? So that they knew that he was coming into so-called easy fixtures. Because if Maureen had won those three fixtures, he would have been secure. And they, they wouldn't be able to go into the January transfer window with him begging for more money. Where yep. Ollie will do as he's told a little. Hmm. True. He's not going to um, stay, though. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because uh, no. Potticino is... is, is Still, huge favourite to go there. So I think if he don't, if Pochettino don't win anything this year, which is very unlikely that he will, uh, then yeah, he's going. Do you and not he, think he, he'll be taking Harry Kane with him as well? Are they contenders <laughs> for uh, challenging Liverpool and City? At City have don't fallen even, away. No. Don't uh, even. Listen, uh, just, uh, Jesus Christ! We don't talk about the scum. <laughs> move just on. Move on. <laughs> just move on. Move on. Nothing to see. Nothing to see here. Move along. Well. Move along. No, that's it. Move yeah. on. Right, before we get into our roundup of the, the first half of the year, just touching on the Arsenal ladies, they have no fixtures over the Christmas period. Their next fixture is um, uh, it's on the 6th of, I think it's away, it's in the Cup, on the 6th of um, January. And then the next home game is Birmingham on Wednesday at Meadow Park at uh, 19.30. Uh, as I said before, Tickets are six and three in advance, or ten and five on the gate. So it's a good place to. Uh, no, it's West Ham, isn't it? It's West Ham they've got on the sixth. Because uh, Johnny, you said you might even go down and see them. Do you remember? Yeah, I was thinking about it. Yeah, because it's just down the road from me. Yeah, that'd be a good, good one to bring your daughter to as well. Yeah, and it's my birthday. It's on the sixth. So. On the sixth, little Christmas. Yeah, yeah epitome. If, yeah, epitome. Infamy, infamy. They've all got an infamy. So Uni, Unai Emery has. Uh, We've now done 19 games in the league and obviously our, our European and Cup campaigns uh, are halfway through the season. I said We said before that we'd look and see where we are. What, what's, uh, I'll start at the bottom. Johnny, you go first. What's your verdict of the, 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 the season so far, your, your half-season report? Your favourite game, goal, your player so far off this season? I like the way you say start at the bottom and then come to me. Because I'm looking at the list on my screen. Yeah, Boris. And you, you joined late, remember? Yeah, whatever. Say it again, Fergus. 15 minutes again. late. 15 mm-hmm. minutes late he was. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. had a go at me that time, huh? Yeah. Come in at 15 I'm having minutes. a go at him as well. I was only three minutes late that time. And as soon as I came on, Johnny's right on me. He's just like, you were late. <laughs> 15 minutes. Yeah, I don't want to hear it again. Johnny, I don't want right, to hear right, it right, again. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> he's, he's very aggressive. You need some sleep, Manny. Yeah. I've been drinking all night, bro. So I think it's still like in my system. I right? think too many vodka Red Bulls for you, Sunshine. No, nah, Captain Morgan, man. I'm keeping it brown this year. <laughs> all right, so, hey, yeah, what, let's get in the, what about me after the Burnley board. game? I think I, I held it together quite well after that Burnley game. Johnny Johnny tried to hang me out to dry, getting me pissed as a new oh, here. Man, I was so hoping that you would fuck up a lot more. I didn't, did I? Oh, man. I was gutted. I was gutted. It was a great. Oh, it was a great ploy to get him fucking, to do it. But oh. who needs fucking mates when you go? <laughs> go on, Johnny. All right. So my review of the season so far is that we have progressed ever so slightly. Um, we're in the middle of a rebuild. We're four points further ahead than we were this time last season. We've got a better goal difference than we had last season. I think. Um, the only difference is, is that there are more strong teams in the league now. Man City are 11 points uh, worse off than they were last season. And the scum up the road are 11 points better off than they were like this time last season. So there is, uh, you know, fluctuations in the league um, where we are making slight incremental improvements. And I think we can't judge this season until the last kick of the last ball but for me the, my favourite game is probably really obvious North London Derby but I yeah. think the first good performance was the Liverpool game like uh, Mike pointed out so uh, and my favourite goal lost you? is the Torreya like goal and the North yeah, yeah. Derby froze. No, 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 no. Okay, so we lost Johnny there on his favourite game. I think he was saying his favourite game was the North London Derby and going to go expand. He'll jump back on in a second. Um, working our way up. Uh, go on, knackered, Mike. Uh, 
yeah, I tend to agree agreed with a lot of Johnny there. We have we have made pro- progress, all right. Yeah, it being slight progress, but and like Johnny said, you know, I mean, with the scum up the road being eleven points better off, and City dropping eleven points this season, Liverpool happened to be doing better than anybody expected they would do. I, I honestly do think we've made progress with it. It's to be where we are with a new manager and a new team set up, and the it, it, it it's, de- it's definite progress. And I think given the time that give him the, give Emery the time he needs, yeah, he he definitely needs it. And I think Kronke needs to get out his fucking checkbook. I really yeah. do. I honestly think he needs to start producing some cash. Favourite game? Goal uh, my favourite game, I, I mentioned it before, my favourite game was the Liverpool uh, game, the home game, which to me <clears throat> was, a, was a turning point for me, is that we showed so much heart, so much grit, so much enthusiasm and wanting to go for it against a team that were looking at, the, at that point as though, as well, everyone predicted, there was absolutely going to smash us all over the park. And they didn't. <laughs> and player and goal? Uh, my favourite goal. Uh, Aubameyang's been my favourite player this year for obvious reasons. What is he? Second top goal scorer now. Mm, great score. Uh, he's top Premier League player and a great song. Uh, yeah. Uh, not the do- doobie doobie one, though. I don't, I don't know about that one. I'm still a bit unsure. And uh, it was his goal in the North London derby. That was just pure quality from side footing it into the right-hand side of the goal. Johnny, we got you back. Have we got you back? Are you coming back, Johnny? Yes. Hello, Johnny. Yes. Uh, I don't know where I dropped off. It, my my you, thing you said that. Just, just, just as you were saying, the obvious favourite game was the North London derby, and then you went dead. But you said, and that's where I went dead. So go from there. Okay, so my favourite game was North London derby, like most people's would be. But I think the turning point of the season was the Liverpool game, like Mike was saying, um, was uh, a major turning point in where people actually thought, you know what, we might actually get something out of this season, you know. My <laughs> my favourite goal was Torreira's goal in the um, North London derby. Just that outpouring of of passion and emotion. It just seemed like certain players that are not being at the club that long showed that they get it and that they are up for it and they know what it means to play for the shirt. Manny? Um, season overview, work in progress. Um, I think Emery, one of Emery's biggest challenges was to get the fans back on side, um, which he did, you know, with the 22 game unbeaten run. I think some fans need to get back in their hole, uh, to be fair, and let the process, let us go through the process. To be honest, I expected the season to be bitty. I expected us to be great at certain points and to be mediocre at certain points. I think... Emery has exceeded and the team has exceeded my expectations to some degree, um, which I'm happy with. Um, like, like Scotty was saying, Cronky needs to do his bit, but we all know that he won't. Um, the club needs to let go of a lot of players, which I hope they do. And let's see what happens in the next couple of years, which I, I expect us to be challenging then. Um, favorite game. Oh, everyone's going to go with the North London derby. I would have gone up with, with the North London derby, but I'll, I'll say the, I enjoyed the Fulham match. I really did. I I felt we were on it. Um, I felt we were, we were, I think we were electrifying in that game. The goals we scored were awesome. It it was just a good game, you know, and I think Emery's philosophy was coming through. People say who we played in that game, but I, I, exactly what you were saying there, Emery's philosophy is what shone through more than anything else. Just the style of play. You can see what he's trying to get to. Yeah, it was, it was, I enjoyed it. Okay. I don't care if it was against Fulham. I enjoyed that game. Um, favorite goal, the, the third against Leicester. I mean, the interplay, the flicks and tricks. I mean, it was, it was perfect. Um, favorite player is got to be Torreira. He's had such an impact on the team. And on on Xhaka as well, with you know his his tigerish play, and then and 
gets stuck in and the ever you can tell that you know it lifts the whole crowd when he makes a tackle because we haven't seen that in so long so i'm gonna go with the little man from uruguay as my favorite player brilliant um i can't really argue with anything any of you guys said um for me the the the, the most improvement i've seen is in the terraces are in the seats um it's just the unity among fans is much much better yeah you still got your keyboard warriors this that and the other i think they're never going to go away um the changing style of football that we're playing we're still we still got the arsenal flair when we're in in our full pomp and glory um but we have a little bit more steel and a bit a bit more grit about us and i like the things like when eric dyer came up and went shush to the crowd the way listiner jumped in i like the way gwen doozy came up and everyone was up together and wanted um to go for um get get in you know get stuck in and be together as a team um favorite game was probably obviously the north london derby even though i was bruised and battered i enjoyed palace away even though it was uh, not the best result um i suppose the leicester or the fulham game leicester Leicester game, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, it, 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 the both games for very similar reasons to what you said, Manny. In the sense that um, it was just you could see the future style of what we're going to be once we've got the right players in the right places. I loved the the Liverpool game for the reasons that both Mike and uh, Johnny said. In the sense of it showed promise, and because it it proved that after these 10 games unbeaten, that it was all leading up to the Liverpool game. So that that's in their favourite goal. Uh, for me, I thought the Ozil goal in the against Leicester, um, but it's probably the the Ramsey goal, because that little flick he'd done halfway along and Ramsey took it all the way. Him and Bellerin, I think, took it all the way from the corner flag uh, to score that goal. And he'd been in such spotlight over, like, you know, not signing a contract and everything else. Um player of the season it's got to be Torreira Torreira and he's made that much of an impact and difference on it look all the players have all the signers that we've made have made some some sort of difference but if you didn't have Socrates in a game it wouldn't matter so much if you didn't have Guendouzi in a game if you didn't have individuals in in a game they wouldn't make much of a difference if we lost Torreira from a game I think that would be like, and I think that played on his mind in the game um, on Boxing Day because if he had picked up a, four, a fifth yellow card, he wouldn't be able to play against Liverpool. And I, I, I do think that had a slight influence on how we played. Um, and there was, at one point, we thought he was going to get a yellow card in the 81st minute, but it ended up going to... Who'd have got it? It went to... I can't remember. I think it was Shaq or somebody else got it instead. Um, but, yeah, no, if we were missing him... Um, then I think we're fucked. A score out of 10, who wants to go with the score out of 10 for Unite Emery for the season so far? Johnny, is your connection there? No? Okay. Um, Manny? Hmm. Um, I'll go with... I'll go with six and a half. Yeah, I think that's fair. Six and a half. Mike? I was going to go with a seven. I'd agree. I'd got seven. So I've just been while well, you lot was on about well, like I say, while well, you lot was on with your uh, uh, favorite games and stuff. I've just been reading something here on uh, what uh, Terea reckons to the to the song. <laughs> it's on Arsenal dot com, and it, uh, I'll just point out this is what he's quoted. It's incredible. Every time I hear it, I feel so proud. It gives me a real energy boost and strength to go after every ball. <laughs> it started. Obviously, he loves it as well. Well done, Johnny. <laughs> what what's your score out of ten for Unai Emery so far? So on that basis, with a 7.5, a 6.5, and two sevens, we're giving them an average of a seven. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Hmm. Boys, um, speak to you next year. Really? It will you be. just had to make that joke, didn't you? What, what's wrong with it? It's fact. 
Ugh, come on. It's just another day, all right? It's another year. Oh, my God. It's gone so quick, 2018. Oh, and it just. It really uh, has. It's been, it's been, a, it's been a, an event world, that's for sure. And 2019 is not... Uh, uh, yeah, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Mm. I hope we don't have a repeat of 2018. I hope 2019 is better. I'm, I'm telling you, for so many different reasons, Arsenal included. Yeah, boys, where, wherever you're doing or whatever you're doing for the new year, be safe and uh, be happy. Uh, I wish you all the best to you and your families and everyone who's listened for the new year. Um, you have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Remember, check out. Manny's um, Ozil post on gunsandyellowribbons.com. We also have Big Steve's Gooner to Gooner coming up over the uh, the remainder of the Christmas period. I hope you've enjoyed the other ones. Um, have we got our producer, Jay, in the background at all? Not today. No? <laughs> Not today. <laughs> enjoyed that. And that's another thing that Fergus has, 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 has climbed down on. Background interference and background ambience. I told you he adds character to this podcast, but you just didn't listen. And now you're all accepting of it. No. There's cer- <laughs> Unbe- there's you're cer- unbelievable. There's certain, certain... You are unbelievable. <laughs> honestly. I tell you what, you're just a fucking wind-up merchant, aren't you? <laughs> that, you deserve it. Okay? She, you she deserve it. it. She's loving it, really. Yeah. She loves it when Teresa Songs comes on as well. She sings it. She loves Matteo Guendouzi. God knows why. But Isn't it got curly it. hair? We gathered that from the last podcast. <laughs> she, 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 I, want, I can't remember what she called him. She went, oh, what's his name? Guendouzi. I said, no, Guendouzi. And uh, what else did she say? Oh, what's his first name? I said, Matteo. She went, Matteo? No, I said, Matteo. <laughs> right, boys, on that note. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.